Hello friends, welcome to Habit Books Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Poor. Thank you for joining in. In this episode, we are reading Chapter 2 of The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. Multiplying your success, one simple step at a time. Chapter 2, Choices. We all come into this world the same, naked, scared, and ignorant. After that grand entrance, the life we end up with is simply an accumulation of all the choices we make. Our choices can be our best friend or our worst enemy. They can deliver us to our goals or send us orbiting into a galaxy far, far away. Think about it. Everything in your life exists because you first made a choice about something. Choices are at the root of every one of your results. Each choice starts a behavior that over time becomes a habit. Choose poorly and you just might find yourself back at the drawing board, forced to make new, often harder choices. Don't choose at all and you've made the choice to be the passive receiver of whatever comes your way. In essence, you make your choices and then your choices make you. Every decision, no matter how slight, alters the trajectory of your life. Whether or not to go to college, whom to marry, to have that last drink before you drive, to indulge in gossip or stay silent, to make one more prospecting call or call it a day, to say I love you or not. Every choice has an impact on the compound effect of your life. This chapter is about becoming aware of making choices that support the expansion of your life. Sounds complicated, but you'll be amazed by its simplicity. No longer will 99% of your choices be unconscious. No more will most of your daily routine and traditions come as a reaction to your programming. You'll ask yourself and be able to answer, how many of my behaviors have I not voted on? What am I doing that I didn't consciously choose to do? yet continue to do every day. By employing the same idiot-proof strategies I've used to catapult my own life and career, strengthened by the compound effect, you'll be able to loosen the mysterious grip of the things that are unwinding your life and pulling you in the wrong direction. You'll be able to hit the pause button before stumbling into an idiot territory. You'll experience the ease of making decisions that lead to behaviors and habits that support you every time. Your biggest challenge isn't that you have intentionally been making bad choices. Hey, that would be easy to fix. Your biggest challenge is that you have been sleepwalking through your choices. Half the time, you are not even aware you are making them. Our choices are often shaped by our culture and our upbringing. They can be so entwined in our routine behavior and habits that they seem beyond our control. For instance, have you ever been going through about your business, enjoying your life, when all of a sudden you made a stupid choice or a series of small choices that ultimately sabotaged your hard work and momentum, all for no apparent reason? You didn't intend to sabotage yourself, but by not thinking about your decision, weighing the risk and potential outcomes, you found yourself facing unintended consequences. Nobody intends to become obese, go through bankruptcy or get a divorce, but often, if not always, those consequences are the results of a series of small, poor choices. Elephants don't bite. 
Have you ever been bitten by an elephant? How about a mosquito? It's the little things in life that will bite you. Occasionally, we see big mistakes threaten to destroy a career or reputation in an instant, for example, celebrities. But for most of us, it's the frequent, small, and seemingly inconsequential choices that are of grave concern. I'm talking about the decisions you think don't make any difference at all. It's the little things that inevitably and predictably derail your success. Whether they are boneheaded maneuvers, no biggie behaviors, or are disguised as positive choices, these seemingly insignificant decisions can completely throw you off course because you're not mindful of them. You get overwhelmed, space out, and are unaware of the little actions that take you way off course. The compound effect works, alright? It always works, remember? But in this case, it works against you because you are sleepwalking. You have simply allowed yourself to make a choice without thinking. And as long as you are making choices unconsciously, you can't consciously choose to change that ineffective behavior and turn it into productive habits. It's time to wake up and make empowering choices. It's easy to point fingers at others, isn't it? I'm not getting ahead because of my lame boss. I would have gotten that promotion if it hadn't been for that backstabbing co-worker. I'm always in a bad mood because my kids are driving me crazy. We are particularly gifted in the finger-pointing department when it comes to our romantic relationships, you know, where the other person is the one who needs to change. A few years back, a friend of mine was complaining about his wife. From my observation, she was a terrific lady and he was lucky to have her. I told him as much, but he continued to point out all the ways she was responsible for his unhappiness. That's when I shared an experience that had literally changed my marriage. One Thanksgiving, I decided to keep a Thanksgiving journal for my wife. Every day for an entire year, I logged at least one thing I appreciated about her. The way she interacted with her friends, how she cared for her dogs, the fresh bed she prepared, a succulent meal she whipped up, or a beautiful way she styled her hair that day, whatever. I looked for the things my wife was doing that touched me or revealed attributes, characteristics, or qualities I appreciated. I wrote them all down secretly for an entire year. By the end of that year, I'd filled an entire journal. When I gave it to her the following Thanksgiving, she cried, calling it the best gift she'd ever received, even better than the BMW I'd given her for her birthday. The funny thing was that the person most affected by this gift was me. All that journaling forced me to focus on my wife's positive aspects. I was consciously looking for all the things she was doing right. That heartfelt focus overwhelmed anything I might have otherwise complained about. I fell deeply in love with her all over again. My appreciation, gratitude, and intention to find the best in her was something I held in my heart and eyes each day. This caused me to show up differently in my marriage, 
which of course made her respond differently to me. Soon, I had even more things to write in my Thanksgiving journal. As a result of choosing to take a mere five minutes every day to document all the reasons why I was grateful for her, we experienced one of the best years of our marriage, and it's only gotten better. After I shared my experience, my friend decided to keep a Thanksgiving journal about his wife. Within the first few months, he completely turned around his marriage. Choosing to look for and focus on his wife's positive qualities changed his view of her, which changed how he interacted with her. As a result, she made different choices about the way she responded to him. The cycle perpetuated, or shall we say, compounded. Owning 100% We are all self-made men and women, but only the successful take credit for it. I was 18 when I was introduced to the idea of personal responsibility at a seminar, and the concept completely transformed my life. If you threw out the rest of this book and only practiced this one concept, within two or three years the changes in your life would be so great your friends and family would have difficulty remembering the old you. In that seminar I attended at 18, the speaker asked, what percentage of shared responsibility do you have in making a relationship work? I was a teenager, so wise in the ways of true love. Of course I had all the answers. 50-50, I blurted out. It was so obvious. Both people must be willing to share the responsibility evenly or someone is getting ripped off. 51-49 yelled someone else, arguing that you'd have to be willing to do more than the other person. And relationships built on self-sacrifice and generosity? 8.20 yelled another. The instructor turned to the easel and wrote 100 zero on the paper in the big black letters. You have to be willing to give 100% with zero expectations of receiving anything in return, he said. Only when you are willing to take 100% responsibility for making the relationship work will it work. Otherwise, a relationship left to chance will always be vulnerable to disasters. Well, this wasn't what I was expecting, but I quickly understood how this concept could transform every area of my life. If I always took 100% responsibility for everything I experienced, completely owning all of my choices and all the ways I responded to whatever happened to me, I held the power. Everything was up to me. I was responsible for everything I did, didn't do, or how I responded to what was done to me. I know you think you take responsibility for your life. I have yet to ask anybody who doesn't say, of course I take responsibility for my life. But then you look at how most people operate in the world. There's a lot of finger pointing, victimhood, blaming and expecting someone else or the government to solve their problems. If you have ever blamed the traffic for being late or decided you are in a bad mood because of something your kid, spouse or co-worker did, you are not taking 100% personal responsibility. You arrived late because the printer was busy. Maybe you shouldn't have waited until the last minute. 
You alone are responsible for what you do, don't do, or how you respond to what's done to you. This empowering mindset revolutionized my life. Lack, circumstances, or the right situation wasn't what mattered. If it was to be, it was up to me. I was free to fly. No matter who was elected president, how badly the economy tanked, or what anybody said, did, or didn't do, I was still 100% in control of me. Through choosing to be officially liberated from past, present, and future victimhood, I'd hit the jackpot. I had the unlimited power to control my destiny. Getting lucky. Maybe you believe you're simply unlucky, but really, that's just another excuse. The difference between becoming fabulously rich, happy and healthy, or broke, depressed and unhealthy is the choices you make throughout life. Nothing else will make the difference. Here's the thing about luck. We are all lucky. If you're on the right side of the dirt, have your health, a little food in your cupboard, you are incredibly lucky. Everyone has the opportunity to be lucky because beyond having the basics of health and sustenance, luck simply comes down to a series of choices. When I asked Richard Branson if he felt luck played a part in his success, he answered, yes, of course, we are all lucky. If you live in a free society, you are lucky. Luck surrounds us every day. We are constantly having lucky things happening to us, whether you recognize it or not. I have not been any more lucky or unlucky than anyone else. The difference is when luck came my way, I took advantage of it. Ah, spoken like a man knighted with wisdom. While we are on the topic, it's my belief that the old age we often hear, luck is when opportunity meets preparation isn't enough. I believe there are two other critical components to luck. The complete formula for getting lucky. Preparation plus attitude plus opportunity plus action is equal to luck. Preparation, personal growth, attitude, beliefs and mindset. Opportunity, a good thing coming your way. Action, doing something about it. Preparation. By consistently improving and preparing yourself, your skills, knowledge, expertise, relationships, and resources, you have the wherewithal to take advantage of great opportunities when they arise or when luck strikes. Then you can be like Arnold Palmer, who told Success Magazine in February of 2009, it's a funny thing, the more I practice, the luckier I get. Attitude. This is where luck evades most people and where Sir Richard is spot on with his belief that Luck is all around us. It's simply a matter of seeing situations, conversations, and circumstances as fortress. You cannot see what you're not looking for, and you cannot look for what you don't even believe in. Opportunity. It's possible to make your own luck, but the luck I'm talking about here is planned for, or it comes faster or differently than expected. In this stage of the formula, Luck isn't forced, it's a natural occurrence, and it often shows up seemingly on its own accord. Action. This is where you come in. 
However, this lack was delivered to you from the universe, God, lucky charms, whomever, or whatever you associate delivering your good fortune. It's now your job to act on it. This is what separates the Richard Bransons from the Joseph Wallingtons. Joseph who? Exactly. You've never heard of him. That's because he failed to take action on all the lucky things that happened to him. So, no more whining about the cards you were dealt with, the great defeat you suffered, or any other circumstances. Countless people have more disadvantages or greater obstacles than you, and yet they are wealthier and more fulfilled. Luck is an equal opportunity distributor. Lady Luck shines on all, but rather than having your umbrella overhead, you have got to have your face to the sky. When it comes down to it, it's all you, baby. There's no other way around it. Your secret weapon, your scorecard. I'm about to walk you through one of the single greatest strategies I've ever used in my personal development. This strategy helps me to take control of the choices I make throughout the day, causing everything else to fall into place and leading to behaviors and actions that shepherd my habits into line like a dutiful, loyal minions. Right this moment, pick an area of your life where you most want to be successful. Do you want more money in the bank? A trimmer waistline? The strength to compete in an Ironman event? A better relationship with your spouse or kids? Picture where you are in that area right now. Now, picture where you want to be. Richer, thinner, happier, you name it. The first step towards the change is awareness. If you want to get from where you are to where you want to be, you have to start by becoming aware of the choices that led you away from your desired destination. Become very conscious of every choice you make today so you can begin to make smarter choices moving forward. To help you become aware of your choices, I want you to track every action that relates to that area of your life you want to improve. If you have decided you want to get out of debt, you are going to track every penny you pull out from your pocket. If you have decided you want to lose weight, you are going to track everything you put in your mouth. If you have decided to train for an athletic event, you are going to track every step you take, every workout you do. Simply carry around a small notebook, something you keep in your pocket or purse at all times and a writing instrument. You are going to write it all down, every day, without fail. No excuses, no exceptions. As if Big Brother is watching you. As if my dad and I will come and make you do a hundred push-up every time you do miss. Doesn't sound like much, I know. Writing things down on a little piece of paper. But tracking my progress and misstep is the one of the reasons I've accumulated the success I have. The process forces you to be conscious of your decisions. But as Jim Rohn would say, what's simple to do is almost simple not to do. The magic is not in the complexity of the task. The magic is in the doing of the simple things repeatedly and long enough to ignite the miracle of the compound effect. 
So beware of neglecting the simple things that make the big things in your life possible. The biggest difference between successful people and unsuccessful people is that successful people are willing to do what unsuccessful people are not. Remember that. It will come in handy many times throughout life when faced with a difficult, tedious, a tough choice. We have come to the end of part one of chapter two. The chapter is pretty long, ladies and gentlemen. Let me end this part by our favorite mantra. All big things come from small beginnings. See you in the next chapter. Thank you.